right, everyone, welcome back to our latest episode of People Talk. Today, I'm really excited. We've got John Campbell, the global head of corporate recruiting for LabCorp Covance on the show. John, welcome to People Talk. Thanks, Ryan. It's great to be here. John, as we get started, where's home originally for you and where do you live now? So I was born and raised in West by God, Virginia and uh, Mountaineer through and through. Lived there for the first 21 years of my life and then have since uh, moved on. We uh, now live in a small town east of Raleigh called Castalia. And we have a little farm there and enjoy kind of getting away from the big city, if you will, and, and just spending time out, out there in the country. And where'd you go to school? And did you study anything in like the HR world? Did you think you'd be doing this when you were in school? <laughs> Not as an undergrad. So I, 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 my undergrad is from West Virginia University. It was in journalism. And I always joked that that was my one-way ticket to unemployment. But interestingly, when I, when I did graduate, my first job was not in journalism. I actually went down and worked for Disney World in Orlando. And uh, that's where I got turned on to HR. The, the HR folks down there really had played an integral role of onboarding talent and you know, getting people enculturated in the Disney sort of culture. And, and that was something interesting to me. And when I talked to them about how do I get in, break into that, field, they said, well, you really ought to go back and get a, a graduate degree, you know, in an HR related field. So that's what I did. Went back to, uh, was lucky enough to get a, a scholarship to go back to West Virginia University and, and got my uh, master's in industrial uh, relations from the program there and have, haven't looked back since. I've been in, in HR in one form or another ever since. Nice. And what, what was that first job at Disney? What would they have you doing? <laughs> so I was working at Epcot Center. I was running a couple of different rides down there. And yeah, that's one of those things that I tell you what, as silly as it might sound, it was a great experience, you know, being able to <clears throat> experience a very diverse, not only workforce, but a very diverse just world when it comes to people, right? Because you've got people from all over the globe visiting, you know, Walt Disney World and, and uh, getting to experience that. I think you know, was something that was, was new for me coming from West Virginia and, you know, kind of a, you know, a small state, not a lot of exposure to, to the broader, you know, kind of uh, diverse world. And, and so for me, that was great to be able to, to experience that and it helped form a lot of, you know, my, my values, you know, going forth from a professional standpoint in the world of HR. I can definitely imagine a big culture shock going from West Virginia. Yep. Literally be inside. <laughs> For yeah. your entire work day, that sounds, that sounds like quite a shock. Well, map this out yeah. real quick. Uh, from, you graduated from grad school. Talk, talk mm -hmm. me through just how you ended up where you are today at LabCorp. Sure. What was that process? Yeah. Like? Where'd you go? What roles were yeah. you in? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I pride myself on having a very broad, diverse background experience-wise when it comes to um, HR because I didn't – I didn't start out, you know, and stay in one particular industry. Every every move I've made has always been to a different or new industry. My return to the to the life sciences industry is the first time I've actually made a job move where I've gone back to an industry I was already part of. So, it, it, very quickly, I, I started out my career uh, in the chemical industry at Dow Chemical, it was a great place to to begin, and then went from there to the, the restaurant industry. I uh, went from the restaurant industry to the beverage industry, went from the beverage industry, interestingly, 
to diagnostics. That's where I first um, got exposed to life sciences. I, I worked for LabCorp before it was LabCorp Covance, way back uh, about 15 years ago. That, that's what brought me to North Carolina. And I left there, went to the financial services industry, and then went to a company called Quintiles, which is now called IQVIA. That's a CRO, again, you know, a slightly different form of, of the life sciences industry. And uh, was there for many years. And I left there and then went to a technology company and then went out and did my own thing from a consulting standpoint. Got a call from my former boss at Quintiles, a guy named Dave Cooper, calls me and says, hey, would you ever consider a return to industry? And I said, well, it depends on the role, et cetera, et cetera. Well, he made, uh, made a pretty easy decision for me, the opportunity to return to Covance Lab, LabCorp Covance, working to support the enterprise from a recruitment standpoint. And, you know, that was uh, a sort of a mini reunion to return there because there were many former colleagues from the Quintiles days who had made their way from Quintiles to Covance. And uh, so knew a lot of folks, both in the HR world and on the business side. And even way back from my first days at LabCorp 15 years ago, I still know some folk, knew some folks that were uh, there when I was there. And so it was an interesting sort of return, if you will. I sort of knew both companies from that standpoint, knowing people there. And so it made it a lot easier to assimilate into it and kind of hit the ground running. Very cool. And for the folks that don't know, can you describe a little bit what LabCorp does and what Covance does and, and the relationship yeah. between the, the two? Sure. So so LabCorp is a, a diagnostics company, you know, uh, heavily involved in, in understanding you know, kind of how to how to uh, diagnose disease in, in, in people, understanding, you know, DNA and, and, and the variety of different work that's been going on with genomics. LabCorp made a very strategic decision in acquiring Covance back in 2015 to really expand the capability and the, the, the offerings to, you know, to ultimately to the patient, the end, the end user, if you will, because Covance is a is a clinical development or drug development company working with pharmaceutical biotechs to uh, bring drugs to market. And the combined opportunity for, for physicians and treating patients is having not only the companies that help develop the drugs, but then the diagnostic capability to, to really create a personalized treatment plan for individual patients that will hopefully provide them the best outcomes in the, in the treatment of their uh, disease. So we're excited about what that means in the market from a from a go-forward standpoint, there's no other company positions like we are to, to, from an offering standpoint. And so that's what's kind of cool about this, being, being part of this organization, is that I think there's a huge upside future for what we're we'll able to do in the realm of, of treating patients and, and, and providing you know, that, <clears throat> that opportunity for folks to, to hopefully beat disease that they may not have had before. Well, certainly sounds like an exciting time to be at LabCorp Covance. What, from, from your angle, um, maybe we can speak a little bit about recruiting in particular at the, the organizations, but what are some of the challenges or things that are kind of out in front now? It sounds like the transaction closed uh, you know, several years ago, but what is, uh, what is like functionally, what's kind of ahead of what things yeah. you're working on these days? Yeah. So what's interesting about this organization, we did, you know, the acquisition occurred, you know, back in 2015. So, so you know, we're hitting five years now. What didn't happen was a true harmonization, if you will, of the two organizations from a people standpoint. You have, you know, two very different cultures, two very different people, process systems, tools, et cetera, that we're having to deal with. And my team especially 
because I run all the recruiting for the corporate functions, my team has to work out of two different systems from, an, from a, a people standpoint, both the, an HCM and the applicant tracking, two different systems to hire people in to the, the organization. And so, you know, that in itself, you know, creates some, some complexities for the recruiters. But it also is, there's a challenge with regard to when you're talking to candidates for an enterprise role, if you will, for a corporate functional role, is that they are, uh, depending on kind of on who, who their leader will be, which side of the business their leader is on, uh, they would either be hired in with a, uh, a LabCorp comp structure, payroll, LabCorp benefits, or they might be hired over on the Covance side with the uh, Covance, you know, payroll, Covance comp structure, Covance benefits and and even our emails are still separated that way you know some folks have a labcore.com on their email others like myself happen to have a covance.com on, on their email so the 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 challenge is what's the singular message about the 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 brand of employment you know, our our EVP to candidates as they consider joining this this organization and so we're working on that. That's something that's coming forward, uh, not just from an employment brand standpoint, but but from an overall message to the, you know, to the market too. Is is what what is LabCorp really all about? You know, from a potential customer or patient standpoint. So again, I think that those are some of the challenges in making sure that we are able to clearly articulate to candidates, you know, what it is that the entity that they're joining, and what it means from a from a career standpoint. What are those opportunities to grow and develop and continue to to uh, learn as a as an employee of the LabCorp Covance organization. So, just to kind of give us a, a sense of like all the different tools and everything, what what are the systems that you guys are having to switch back and forth between, and how's the sure. kind of current uh, stack, so to speak, set up today? Yeah, yeah. So on the LabCorp side, it's uh, the system is ADP the people system and then we utilize out of ADP their recruiting tool called recruiting management and I tell you it's it's not something I would wish on my worst enemy frankly <laughs> you know and but it is what it is and we 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 work with it on the covance side it's peoplesoft is the hris and we utilize isims as the ats and that's a much more serviceable uh tool for those that that are familiar with it versus a versus the ADP tool. Um, but neither tool likely would be the right answer, I think, going forward as a as we harmonize systems and, and try to move to one HCM, if you will, for the entire enterprise. Uh, you know, again, we have to make those decisions and, and we certainly would not rush into that. I think it makes, this is the time where we have to be very thoughtful about what's going to be scalable, what's going to make the most sense as we grow as an organization that's, that's you know, useful and user-friendly, you know, to employees, to managers, et cetera, that, that gets us not just a lot of fancy bells and whistles, but gets us a very efficient and effective tool for, you know, for our processes and, and practices. Mm-hmm. And as far as what you're seeing now, in your role, it sounds like it's much more corporate-focused. Is there, you know, kind of a, a separation between, you know, field recruiting or other types of recruiting yeah. that you guys are doing or how's that organized? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got colleagues who focus on, uh, in, internally, we refer to Covance as drug development and LabCorp as diagnostics. So you have a recruiting team focused solely on the drug development side of the business that's led by a, a peer of mine. And then on the diagnostic side, similarly, you've got a peer who heads up all the recruiting resources for the diagnostics business. 
and like I said, my team oversees, you know, this this broader the, the, those functions like IT, HR, finance, sales and marketing that that have a foot across the enterprise, right? Supporting both sides of the business, and so it's it is a little bit of a the complexity because of the, the fact that we're working out of two systems, whereas the other recruiting groups work out of a singular system, depending on which side of the business they're supporting. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And and across the, the organization, you have a sense of scale, like roughly how many jobs are we talking about? How many employees are we talking about? If you look at the combined organization. Yeah, yeah so we're over 60,000 people globally. You know, you think about, you know, kind of the, the two entities coming together, really almost, you know, created, doubled in size, if you will. LabCorp being primarily a North American focused or based organization from an employee standpoint, Covance being, you know, a much more international organization, if you will, just simply because of the nature of the of the the drug or drug development business. But over time, again, I think you'll you'll continue to see LabCorp expand its footprint from a diagnostics capability standpoint across the globe. That certainly is part of our our objectives. And, you know, we have, because of that, you know, depending on which population of, of roles, you know, high volume recruiting, both on the diagnostics and the drug development side, you know, we tend to have ongoing opportunities. And, you know, those are the things where we're trying to not only attract great talent, but continue to retain great talent. You know, in, in so much of, especially on the, the, the drug development side or the Covance side, if you will, the CRO industry is is an industry that trades talent regularly. People kind of move around from one to the next and sometimes for the right reasons and sometimes for the not so right reasons, meaning they're just chasing the dollar. And so I think that is something we have to figure out as an organization, as an, an enterprise, what is our message about, you know, why this is the place to be, not just joining one, one side of the business or the other, but having a career that could span the enterprise. And fitting both in the end part of that growth story sounds really appealing. So where were you all at in development of that employee value proposition? Is it, is it still kind of more one-sided and siloed or is it starting to kind of yeah. make its way and, and be kind of a broader uh, statement or uh, brand? Yeah, it is still, yeah, it is still very siloed right now. I think you'd say that if you looked at, you know, both, both sides of it, you, you would see, I think, a, a, a greater emphasis right now on the, on the drug development or the Covance side of the business simply because, that work had already been, I think, underway a lot more. That was more of a of an emphasis, if you will, for that business in that industry. It continues to grow, but as we we have a new CHRO and a new CEO for the enterprise that both came in late last fall, and it's exciting because these folks understand that this is important for the organization for us to to be able to speak about you know, the, we call it the power of the combined. So the combined enterprise, we were far more, you know, far, far greater opportunity to impact lives as the combined entity than, than separately. And so that's going to obviously necessitate a need, a, an opportunity for uh, a brand, both uh, a commercial brand and a employment brand. And so while we continue to work from an employment brand standpoint, independently somewhat across uh, each, each business unit, uh, I think more and more we're gonna we're gonna as Judy, our new CHRO, kind of gets deep into you know her her priorities and agenda, uh, the cultural piece and the and the focus on creating a more harmonized organization is really going to drive that messaging and, and that that brand development, if you will, in conjunction with our you know our commercial brand and what that means from a customer attraction standpoint and, and how that obviously. Um, 
impacts the the employment brand standpoint. It's just so fascinating. What the what kind of advice would you have for folks who are going through similar transitions, whether it's through M and A or any type of kind of major shifts of getting these systems to work together, getting these brands to to kind of yeah. one voice. Um, or is yeah. there anything that's been particularly helpful for you that you've heard from other folks <laughs> that have been <laughs> when you're on the receiving end? Yes. Sure. Yeah, I know it's interesting because, you know, when I was first at LabCorp, LabCorp is an organization that is that was made up of many, many acquisitions over time. LabCorp has been around 50 years. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the the growth of LabCorp is due to acquisition in many ways, uh, Covance being the largest acquisition uh, a few years back. And so I think, you know, the, the, any organization, anybody who is involved in M&A, you know, from a people side standpoint, I think the, the decision has to be made early on as you acquire resources and, and, and those people and, and, and bringing them into the organization. What is the plan for, you know, uh, policy process, enculturation, et cetera, with, with that talent, making sure that you're being very open and transparent with, with individuals. I think it's, it's, tough on people, as, as you can certainly appreciate, when there is change like that and uncertainty. And I think organizations benefit very much from being transparent with those that have been acquired. What does the future look like? Where do they fit? And just being, you know, even if the systems aren't going to combine, or even if there is going to be some sort of, you know, independence between the acquirer and the acquiree, you know, that we in fact are one organization that we want to treat our talent in a certain way that is uh, consistent as much as it can be, regardless of, of the systems might not be consistent, uh, the tools may not be consistent, but our practice and philosophy around people can be or should be as much as possible. So I would, I would encourage anybody that's involved that has a voice in the M&A process when it comes to that, that uh, yes, it's great if you can have harmonized systems and tools and that sort of thing, but I think the overriding uh, priority is to say, are we, what, what can we, what can we communicate openly and honestly with those folks that are, that are going to be acquired about what the future looks like and that we're treating them similarly to the way we treat those that are part of the acquiring, acquire, acquirer and that, you know, that there is that sort of view from every employee, regardless of where you are, that I, you know, you kind of understand what it means to be uh, part of this organization. That's great to hear. And I think, you know, that broader mission of being able to make sure everyone's on the same page and definitely kind of supersede yeah. sort of like tools or processes there. Well, to go ahead and wrap us yeah. up here, what, um, mm-hmm. what's life like outside of work? You got the farm. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, that's definitely something that keeps us busy. We've got uh, a few animals and getting more and, and learning how to to, you know, kind of do things on my own that I haven't had to do before when you're living, you know, more in the, in the city life. But it's, it's been great. We enjoy it and looking forward to, you know, kind of that being our long-term, you know, lifestyle as, as we grow older and as our kids have kids and, and, and being able to, to have the farm be a, a point of destination, if you will, for, for family and friends. That, that just sounds uh, incredible. So good for you. It sounds like a, a fun time at the farm, so to speak. Now, yeah. uh, to take us back real quick uh, to your 20-year-old self, uh, you're about to take that job at uh-huh. Disney World. What advice yeah. would you give, you know, 20-year-old John? Yeah, I, I think what I'd say is, you know, if you're going to take chances and you're going to take risks, that's the time to do it, you know, from a practical standpoint. Obviously, we want people to be 
you know, thinking innovatively and doing all that stuff and taking, you know, the kind of risk that, that, you know, help them learn and grow. But I think the earlier you are in your career, younger you are as an individual, if you're not, if you don't have the responsibilities of family, et cetera, I think it, that those really are the times that you can get, just really try things you would never uh, think about trying today, perhaps because of, you know, because of some of the other things that, that you, that, that are critical that you, that you're taking care of as a, as a, you know, as a, a family person or as an adult with responsibilities, et cetera. And it's not to say that you, you go and do stupid things, but it is to say that if I, if I could do it again, you know, the idea of, of you know, putting on a backpack and, and, and traveling the country or traveling, you know, the world has a certain appeal to it. Um, spending more time outside of my comfort zone, you know, taking the chance to to do those things that although you say today, oh, I, I'll get around to it, I'll get around to it, you never actually do get around to it. You know, those are the kinds of things that I would I would wish that if I could tell myself again, start over again, that I would, there were some things that I really would want to go and experience and, and try. And I think you benefit from that in so many ways. Well, everyone, you heard it here from John, don't be stupid. But make sure you take risks. Make yep. sure you get out of your side of your comfort zone. Uh, this is from John Campbell. He's the global head of corporate recruiting at LabCorp Covance. They're doing some amazing things. Over 60,000 employees uh, combining these two entities and doing some, some really fascinating work by combining, you know, really all the diagnostic work behind LabCorp with the drug development work of Covance. So really exciting stuff and very interesting to see where they're going. John, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate the opportunity.